Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're going to need each other. Hello, Nadine. That's like <laughs> yeah. me doing vaudeville Broadway. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. From 1929. <laughs> this movie came out in... in 1929. Yeah. Did it? Who it's knows? from the 1930 yes. Oscars. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. There we go. Yeah. 1929. Yep. Hi, Nadine. How's it going, Mita? <laughs> Today I'm living and breathing. I'm bringing it back. You're bringing it back. <laughs> and it's t- yeah. it's official. Mm-hmm. It's just been like a weird. It, it, I don't know. It, it's summer, but it doesn't feel like summer. And like, there's always all these things to do, but then it's like, I don't want to do any of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you mean <laughs> yeah. like errands and tasks or like activities? Yeah. I'm like, and I've gotten used to living COVID life where like there's an excuse to just stay at home all the time and not get things done or like not have to go somewhere to get it. Like you yeah. could have something delivered instead and I don't have to go out and get it. Yeah. Um, and I miss, I kind of miss like real COVID times. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, we are, I think, officially out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to hide. <laughs> I mean, you can. That's your choice. <sighs> but then people say, don't be a hermit. And duh, 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 duh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a thing. But if that's the way you want to live, that's your choice, right? Ugh. But I don't want to. That's the thing. Okay. It's, a, it's just, I'm a cancer. And the animal for cancer is the crabber. That's the symbol, right? Mm. So I have a hard exterior and a soft interior, mm. and my and I and you and they hide. They hide in their shells. Yes. So I think um, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I, it, this is a hot mess of a conversation. <laughs> you know what else is a hot mess though? What the Johnny Depp Amber Heard verdict? Oh, which came out dun, today. Dun. <laughs> yes, it did. I was. Texting you as I was watching yes, it. Yes, Let me tell you about God's work for today. Okay. Because I I was off for the day and I helped, I watched a baby for a bit mm-hmm. and then I came back home and I was like, I guess I should go grocery shopping and I went grocery shopping and I came back and I was like, I'm just going to take like a few minutes to just sit here, turn on the TV and maybe, th- maybe take a nap. I didn't wind up taking a nap. Mm-hmm. But fate would have it. That I turned on the TV and CNN magically appeared. Yes. And the first thing on there was the the verdict is in. And I was like, oh, sheets. Like, this was perfect timing. I would have missed it if I hadn't turned on the TV in that time. Mm -hmm. And I very rarely will, like, the way our TV works, there's, like, so many different, like, video options. Mm -hmm. And I was going to try to go to Apple TV. Yeah. But I turned it on and it was already on the Rogers Ignite. Like, it was just fate that I was meant to see this verdict. Absolutely. So I immediately texted you. Yes, you did. <laughs> I was like, the verdict isn't. And it reminded me of... The O.J. Simpson um, verdict? No, I was too young for O.J. to okay, be... I, I was like four, I think. Because <laughs> I remember O.J. And I was I was like oh. 12? What year is it? 95? I don't even remember. But Six? I was in grade school, yeah. Okay, I was too young for that. Yeah. But it reminded me of Michael Jackson's second trial oh, okay yeah yeah in the like early 2000s yeah. and it was summertime and i remember being across the street at my friend's house watching it over there running over back to the house and my sister was like taking a nap on the couch yeah and i 
was just like so like amazed by what was happening i started screaming he's guilty he's guilty not he's not guilty (laughs) and she woke up just like what So you gave um, the wrong information. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> not guilty. He's not guilty. And she she went back to her nap. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was that like sensation of like, oh, a trial verdict is coming in. But this one was so long because they go through all of the reasoning, like all of the issues with like the actual defamation suit. Yes. So like, did they prove malice? Did this person do this? Did this person, in regards to this article, did X, Y, Z? And it took forever for them to read that. But basically, it was just very exciting for me to be able to watch it live. But yeah. So what do we think? (laughs) I don't even know what to think. So the CNN a- analysts that were on air were saying that it's like very rare to have a verdict. If you didn't know what the verdict was, spoiler alert. I mean, by, both- the, by the time this goes live, I think everyone will know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Both parties were found liable for defamation. Um, but the CNN pundits were saying that like it's really rare to have them do that. And in this particular case, like, it was agreed. They were found guilty for doing this with malice and intent, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting because, like, that is actually very difficult to, to prove, prove. Yeah, and I don't think that w- if these weren't two celebrities, yep. I don't think that that would be the the case. No, yeah, I think it's easy to prove. But in in all honesty, I think it's easy to prove given a lot of the evidence, like the text messages and the conversations and the like. The evidence was pretty, like, clear that they hated each other. Yeah. So that was kind of it. Like, it was very evident that these two people did not like each other. So it's very possible that the defamation was obviously, like, malicious, intended. Yeah. But (sighs) even though both of them were found liable, the weight is definitely more in favor of Johnny Depp than ever. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean... It's kind of a foregone conclusion, if we're honest. I think... The thing, though, is, like, both of them did messed up things. Both of them did. And, like, yeah, what she did did is did hurt his career in the way that he was removed from, like, very mm-hmm. big projects. I agree with that. That did happen. But I just, I don't know. It just, it all feels so unnecessary for me. Like, they don't, and I can see Amber Heard's, like, point of view of being, like, I'm coming out and speaking out about domestic violence and things that have happened and i think things did happen to her i'm not saying that they didn't entirely i think she, you know there definitely there's some harm that was done there it's both just ways unfortunate both ways both ways make that but, clear just because it is it's difficult for women to come out it is actually very hard for men to come out too yeah oftentimes it because also, it's not it believed cancel it doesn't out, cancel out hers but i think when we talk about domestic violence everyone's like believe women believe women but are we believing the man then in this case too? But I just feel like this, I wish that like there are so many better cases that could help with what she believes in herself. Do you know what I mean? Explain. I think there are, when it comes to domestic violence, I think people are so, it's just what you're saying. People are always like believe women because people don't believe women. Mm-hmm. And I wish that there was a stronger case that had this kind of like attention and media on it. That spoke about that. And it wasn't these two people. I think they're both messy people. But I think on the flip side of it, I think the fact that he was able to come forward and say that he was abused by her as well definitely makes it easier for men who are in abusive relationships, straight or gay, 
to come out with that because it isn't. It's definitely frowned upon mm-hmm. for men to do so. And it's definitely hard for men in those situations to do. And it is, it's definitely not as common as women being abused, but it is a common occurrence. Yeah. It does happen. And it's definitely not reported as much. Yeah. I'm just glad it's over. I was getting tired of it on my TikTok feed. I mean, but you can silence that. No, you can't. You could avoid watching the videos and that changes the algorithm. But Nadim, it's there. And when you hear when you hear Amber Heard saying, my dog stepped on a bee, how do you not keep What watching? was that? Because I... I, stum- I think she was just ranting about something and like how confusing everything was. And she was just like, my dog stepped on a bee. And everyone was like, what? What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. So. Uh, she also, it f- felt, I think, like she was... This might be a controversial thing to say, but maybe trying to capitalize on it in some way. Because she is not, in terms of celebrity, in terms of career, and in terms of, like, who they were, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard are not on the same level. Like, she had a role in Aquaman. Do you think this trial was her trying to capitalize it, or the op-ed was trying to capitalize on it? I think her countersuing is trying to capitalize on it, for sure. Hmm. I don't think, I don't think. But then look at like the case in the UK, like that she was found, he was found guilty. He was found guilty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That is one thing I don't understand fully. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you had a case in the UK and something was found, but you can do a different case here and have a whole different outcome. Because I think it's two different articles. I think the one in the UK had to do with the Daily Mail. Oh, right. And then the the one here is the, um, was it the Washington Post? I wasn't following us closely. There you go. But yeah. But it is done. And it is nice to be able to done. move on from that because it was... Let's all move on. I I don't think any of them really need a career from this point on. I don't think we need more Johnny Depp movies, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Why not? I don't think we're missing out on anything. Think about like Mordecai and like the last I mean, few but ones like, that that's... come out. And like the Lone Ranger and like Black Mass. Like... But Johnny Depp is talented. I don't know if... I think that's a slippery slope because is there any actor we need to see? I think he's had his time. But that's still my question. Is there any actor like we need to see? Move, he should move more into the, like, George Clooney, Brad Pitt realm of, like, let's just produce really good movies now. I just saw a commercial for a... A trailer for a Brad Pitt movie, though. What is it? The one with Chris Pine. Some action oh. movie. Do we need but more Brad Pitt? Do we need more George Clooney? Do we need more Matt Damon? Do we need do we need anybody? No. <laughs> yeah. Like do we need any like actor or actress? Do we need anybody in terms you of You know that? who we need and we're getting lots of and I'm happy about it? Oscar Isaac. I see this I do guy like everywhere. Oscar Isaac, yeah. I love him. <laughs> but yeah. That's someone that I'm fine with having lots of. I know, but then you'll get sick of him too, right? I think I'm just sick of the Johnny Depp like niche, the the like, I'm going to be a really kooky character and there's it's, I'm not going to look like Johnny Depp and I'm going to have a weird voice and it's not going to be a great movie. I mean, it worked in a couple of them, though. Yeah, but like, it's time, Johnny. It's time. <laughs> well, let's see what happens going right, like here on out. Okay. What Johnny Depp does with himself. Okay. but moving on from johnny finally in this podcast we watched our second movie in season three we did what did we watch mita we watched well we watched originally titled broadway melody now titled the broadway melody 
Or vice versa. I'm not too sure. (laughs) IMDb has it as the Broadway melody, but their poster has it as Broadway melody. I think it's the Broadway melody now. Now. Yeah. Yes. In 2022. Yes, exactly. So yes, we watched the Broadway melody from 1929. Oscar Mm -hmm. winner for 1930. Yes. Let me give us a quick IMDb disco. Sure. A pair of sisters from the vaudeville circuit tried to make it big on Broadway, but matters of the heart complicate the attempt. Yeah, that's kind of it. <laughs> oh, Nadim. What, Mita? Let's, I'm just going to go into it. My biggest fears are coming through right now. What? I Going into this season, I was very worried that like these really old movies are just going to be really old movies <laughs> not really have any substance to them or anything that would be very like compelling to a modern day audience mm-hmm. and watching the broadway melody it made me feel like oh like this is nothing <laughs> okay this this movie just like stefan says like this club has everything this movie has nothing i just wasn't like and like I think I'm also very used to like the modern day musical or if I'm gonna talk about a musical film. You're talking I'm about Chicago. Talk about We're getting Chicago. there. I know. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, We're gonna have to talk but about can't the greatest musical them. ever made. The uh, that greatest movie. Most musical. definitely not, but okay. The you don't think it's the greatest movie I musical? Don't. Modern day movie no. musical? What do you think is the greatest modern day movie musical? A West Side story. Oh, like as of okay. Um, and that's North wait. American. This doesn't include Bollywood. 60s West Side or 2021 no, West Side? Okay. Ooh, Chicago versus West. That'll be. Well, we're going to watch. We'll get there. Oh, yes. We will get there eventually. Yes. I do like Chicago. Um, don't get me wrong, but definitely not the greatest. But also, yes. you can't compare them. No, you, I guess I. Well, here's the thing, though. This is the first movie musical to win best picture so i think it's fair to compare it to the other ones that have won best picture but isn't that like saying this is the one that cleared the way did it clear the way or did it just like happen to be (laughs) i mean this is the difficult thing about this right is that yeah we don't know and like when you look at the other films it's we we don't know. We were we have not seen many movies from nineteen thirty or nineteen twenty nine to make an assessment about like what what was happening at the time or you know going what was existing. Nineteen thirty is the beginning of the Great Depression. There is that. Mm-hmm. So That's what true. this said about that time, who knows? I definitely didn't feel as strongly about it, but I think our listeners should know. Mita's in a bit of a cynical mood right now. So, I am. I've been having yeah. just like a weird week. So that is definitely informing, I think, this opinion. Not oh, but that... here's the thing, though. My c- cynicality, is that a word? Cynicism. My cynicism, thank you. My cynicism occurred while I was about to watch this movie. Like, it was stirring. And I was kind of excited, though, because I was like, oh, it's a musical. Like, if anything is going to get me in a better yeah. mood or get me happy... Especially me, Mita, Sampat, as a person. It's a musical. This didn't do it. This didn't raise my hopes and, like, bring me to life. This just had me still dying in my cynicism. Hmm. But is that because you're comparing it to a modern-day musical with the production value and the money? So I thought about that. That's a big thing, right? 
I did think about this, but I also did you do you find that the story is really like an amazing story? No, I don't think it's amazing, but I was watching this and I was it's interesting because my opinion of this is not like I don't think it's amazing, but I can see the appeal of it. And there's definitely some I, I think my stance on this is more that this movie has been done again in the future and I don't I can't name the exact remake of this, but some movie about like two sisters who fall in love with the same guy. And there's, you know, one woman. 27 dresses. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But that's also like terrible. And like. You love it, though. Don't even. I lie. don't. I hate Katherine Heigl. Wait, who is it that. Isn't there one Katherine Heigl movie that you do like, though? Isn't it 27 Dresses? No, I, I. 27 Dresses is one of those weird like romantic comedies that I dislike as a movie, but like I will still watch it. But you like the sequence of her trying on yeah, all those Yeah, I mean, who dresses? doesn't like that? I like the Benny and the Jets. Oh, I hate that sequence. I like that. Because I, I like James Marsden singing. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. But all this to say that this movie has been done in the future and has been written more sophisticatedly because this movie does lack a lot of the intricacy of plot. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't think we can be comparing this movie made in 1930 to a movie made now. But if I'm looking at just this movie now, or at, at the time in 1930, I don't find the songs really entertaining either. I mean, I, granted, I don't know music of the, the 20s yeah. and the 30s, but I just wasn't. And even the dance numbers, I was like, these are just fine dancers. They're not like... But you're comparing it to the to Cell Block Tango by Rob Marshall. I was not comparing it to Cell Block Tango. <laughs> Nothing compares. To but you see what I mean, though, is that yeah. it's it, and I can understand because it is really difficult to remove yourself from your experience and then watch this now and be like, oh, I can totally see why this won. Yeah. Because when I'm thinking, I can see why this won. There's a lot of caveats. Mm-hmm. There's like this probably was the first this was the first movie musical. Some of these dance numbers were probably extremely lavish at the time. Think about it. A lot of people couldn't afford to go to Broadway, even if they lived in New York. S- stage musicals are more expensive. If you live across the country, you're not seeing anything. So this is the only way for many people. Television isn't a thing. So it's the only way for people to experience live mm-hmm. dance, let's say, or live mm-hmm. performance. So mm-hmm. I can, you you really have to, like, watch it and experience, like, re- think about the things that would have affected it. It isn't a movie that you watch and sit down and are like, yes, you know, checkmark, I love this. Because it it is flawed in terms of, like, our experience now. As you're saying this, I see your points. Because also the other things that bug me are, like, Referring to one of the characters as blonde when, like, the movie's in black and white. Why do we need yeah, to refer to exactly. them as blonde? Yeah. Like, things like that. I guess you you are correct in that. That, you know, it's I maybe shouldn't be comparing it to the musicals that I know and love today. But I also just... I did try to picture myself, like, in the 20s going to go see this or in the 30s and, like, trying to figure out what that was like. And I guess I don't have anything to compare it to. Mm-hmm. But I also just felt like... This isn't, on its own, isn't a great movie. Do you know what would be an interesting, and as you're saying this, I'm thinking of this. Yeah. Do you remember watching Jurassic Park? Yeah. Do you remember Jurassic Park and that experience and how mind-blowing it was? It really was revolutionary to experience that. Yeah. 
take someone from this generation now, a teenager mm-hmm. from now, and be like, watch Jurassic Park, do you think they'd be blown away by it? Oh, that's interesting. Um, do we... No, your brother's too old. My brother's too old. My brother is actually too old. I'm talking about someone who is like a teenager right now, right now like, like 15, 16 kind of. The person who has lived through mm-hmm. the Marvel Universe in its entirety... That's true. Something like Doctor Strange. Someone yeah. who has experienced Doctor Strange be like, oh, watch this Marvel at the time mm-hmm. and see what they say. Hmm. But if I'm thinking back in that time, there's nothing in here that I'm actually impressed by. I think I'm able to remove myself from the time period. But there was nothing that I was like, well, that would have been quite the razzle-dazzle <laughs> In 1929. Is that how they talked? <laughs> that, that was the cat's that, meow. First of all, you got that from Chicago as well. <laughs> I just can't. I, can't, <laughs> I love it so much. Chicago. I just can't remove myself from it. <sighs> and I, I think, think the difficulty with Chicago specifically is because it takes place at around the same time. The same period. Yeah, the same time period. And, but the play in which Chicago was based on came out before this movie did. So I'm like, why didn't you just make that movie? Like, that would have been so Think good. of the scandal. I think, Ce- I think Cecil B. Cecil B. DeMille. B. DeMille, tried DeMille. thank you. He, I think he did make a movie titled Chicago later on, but it I wasn't mean, Chicago. It wasn't Chicago the musical, yeah. Yeah. It was Chicago based off the play. I think my, my thing is, is that how can you actually remove yourself, truly remove yourself from your experience now? Because you really do have to, to be watching a movie in the 1930s, you have to forget almost 100 all years. All modern advances. Yeah, all yeah. modern advances to sit down and be like, okay, now let's watch this. Yeah. And there's so much, there's so much about this film that is tinged with age, right? Yeah. What I did find interesting, though, was this dynamic of the power struggle between these two sisters and then particularly how like one sister felt like she had to use her, her beauty and yeah. her, her charm to get ahead in the business where the other one was like, no, I'm going to be a savvy businesswoman. Yeah. But the other one was like, no, I'm going to flirt with this guy and he's going to get us into the show. Yeah. And I think that actually would be very compelling to see today. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like with me too. And, and those sort of those platforms that are available for people now. Yeah. But I did find that interesting. And I think for the time that it was, I don't think um, 1930s audiences probably felt the same way I did while watching it. But I think it was probably really interesting for them to see like, oh, she's using her her Feminine face. Because yeah. <laughs> she's not even showing very much body. Yeah. She's using her face to get a job. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm curious like what that would have been like back then. Would that have been really shock? And- so. I wanted to point something out. I was going through the list of movies that we were going to watch. Yeah. And I came across a term oh. called pre-code. 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 So oh. when I looked into this, mm. I'm going to read you the description as it comes out on Wikipedia because I actually think this is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Pre-code Hollywood was the brief era in the American film industry between the widespread adoption of sound and pictures in 1929 and the enforcement of the Motion Picture Production Code Censorship Guides, properly known as the Hayes Code, in mid-1934. 
Oh. Yes. So, as a result, some films in the late 1920s and early 1930s depicted or implied sexual innuendo, romantic and sexual relationships between white and black people, mild profanity, illegal drug use, promiscuity, prostitution, infidelity, abortion, intense violence, and homosexuality. And then it changes in 1934. That's when they start censoring things up. Yeah. That's when censorship. So you mean that we're probably going to watch even worse movies? (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily worse movies, but movies that aren't as... This is a movie of the time that definitely wasn't as barred by censorship. And you can see that. They are definitely... You can tell that. You can can tell tell that. that. These movies, even in Wings, there were moments where it's... that, That sense of, like, the butts in Wings and all the kissing amongst people who aren't married... And the yes. implications that these people are dating and all of that, that's definitely, it seems shocking, almost. That made sense to me, though, because, like, there is, like, that was, like, Hollywood scandal at the time, almost. But, like, Hollywood was known as this, like, scandalous area, which yeah. it still is. But, like, yeah. at the time, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it has that 1920s, like, ooh, like, gossip <laughs> columnist <Yeah>. feel <laughs> to it. Yeah. And, like, when I think about it, though, I'm also just wondering, like, how... I don't know what film distribution was like in the 1920s and 30s. Right. And so was this, like, was it just people in Los Angeles watching this? Or was this on, like, the stage that a movie coming out today is where you can see it in every single state in all of North America? I don't think there were theaters... There were definitely weren't as many theaters as there are now. There's not, like, yeah. thousands of them across, like... America, let's say, it was probably one in every major city. Mm-hmm. At best, we might be talking like hundreds across the country in like yeah. extreme form. So no, I don't think they were as popular. I also think that they were a, they were definitely a luxury, mm-hmm. especially again now that we're talking about the we're into the depression. Definitely a luxury for people, and definitely something that the middle to upper class would be watching, not necessarily lower class people. That's my assumption, but people also say that films are poor people entertainment, right? Because they are one of the cheapest forms of doing an activity. So, oh, yeah. I don't know. I can't... How dare you call me poor? <laughs> I mean, I'm calling myself poor as well. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I... It's tough. I don't... I, I, I also did appreciate that you're slowly starting to see the evolution of where things are going, right? Like, this is one of the first movies with sound, and the same movie was actually made without sound, because not mm-hmm. all the theaters at the time had, the, had sound. the capability to do this. I Also, like, little interesting things, like, there's actually no background score. There's songs, but there's no score, because they probably didn't know how to do sound mixing. Fair. And, like, when you watch something like Wings, which is a silent movie, it's backed up by this, like, really annoying honky-tonky sound. Yeah, exactly. But also, there's also not score to underplay emotional moments. So you're left kind of creating those on your own. And again, we just haven't consumed cinema like this. And I think, though, with that point, it kind of reveals, like, who actually are strong actors. Because, like, when you think about... Silent films. I saw this really funny meme the other day where it's like Winona Ryder and one of her like classic Winona Ryder facial yeah. expressions. And somebody wrote, if Winona Ryder was a silent film actress yeah. in the day, <laughs> she'd be the greatest silent film actress of her time yeah. because like it's all face acting. Wow. Whereas like when you're watching this, like these two actresses, they're not that good. They're not very good. No. Especially the one that plays Queenie. 
She's oh, quite Queenie. terrible. Hank is, yeah. she has her moments, but she Queenie. She has like a little vigor to her, yeah, but, but. Queenie's terrible. Queenie's man. a dud. Queenie's a dud as an actress. Yeah. But even Eddie, like the acting in this is not amazing. No. But again, what were people expecting? What was meant to be the thing? Because this won an Academy Award for Best Picture. I think that's the big thing that we have to keep in mind is that's why we're watching this. Why did this mm-hmm. win Best Picture? What do you think? It's hard for us to say because neither of us have seen any of the others. But what do you think was the reason this won? With Wings, I could almost understand. Because yeah. with Wings, I feel like it was the production that was so big. Mm-hmm. But what was it with this? Um. So I looked into this a little bit. And this is actually... it's. Wikipedia is telling me, but this is the only year in which no film won more than one Oscar. And the Broadway became the Broadway Melody became the second of seven films to win Best Picture without a writing nomination and the first of three to win Best Picture and nothing else. So it kind of feels like Coda to me. <laughs> but Coda did win a writing award. Oh, and it won supporting yeah. actor. Okay, scratch that. But it does like it's interesting because I did then look at like what else won that year and yeah. I'm looking at it right now and like none of the actors from this, oh no, Bessie Love is nominated at least, but nobody else won for this actual movie itself. And I'm wondering if it was just a matter of spreading of the, the love of if the Academy actually seeing this. You don't think they saw it? No, like they saw this more than they saw any other movie. And so that's why they put it for best picture. So at the time, do we know the history? Who was voting at the Academy back in the, that, those days? Because right now, the, the Academy is like thousands who vote. Mm-hmm. But back in 1929, how many people were voting? Because the other thing that happened consists of 9,921 motion picture professionals. That's 10,000 people are voting for the Oscars now. I don't think it was that it many was people. It was definitely not that many people. Let's see. Because it's presented by Amphis. Maybe in the, there's like a, a history that can tell us how many people were actually in it. Because the other thing that just happened was the Cannes mm-hmm. Film Festival wrapped up and they, the jury there, awarded the Movies in Competition their awards. One of the jury mm-hmm. members being India's Deepika Padukone. Yes. No movie won more than one award. Mm, so they tried to spread the love to everything that was this jury's decision so is that kind of what was happening at that time maybe so i'm looking um when it uh, when uh when the academy of motion pictures arts and sciences first was created which was in 1927 it was about 230 members that's a really small amount of people but more than i thought Oh, did you think it was like five? Yeah, I thought it might be like ten people. Just like, like the you and me picking. Yes, <laughs> just you and me picking. Okay, Nadine, let's get to it. Let's watch these. But it could make sense because if you think about the Cannes jury, which is like ten people, they sat in a room and they decided as people, like they spoke to each other, they conversed, and they came to a conclusion. Oh, let's reward mm-hmm. every as many movies as we can. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is not. It's two hundred thirty people didn't sit in an auditorium and decide this. This is people who actually voted. So somehow. It the conclusion was a movie won't this win more than one, one yeah, yeah, and a movie won't win more than one award. It's interesting. It is. I don't know. I wasn't there. I can't really give yeah. you any answers. I mean, neither of us were, unfortunately. Yeah. It would have been so easy to do this podcast if one of us was there. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had a DeLorean, if only to, go we had a DeLorean to go back. To go back. 
Did you know that this was the first like all talking musical feature, like just in general, like outside of the Oscars? I did. I had. I feel like I had read that, but also, yeah, that explains it, <laughs> right? Doesn't that? that? It's, a, it's a big deal. That must be the thing. Then there we go. I solved it, guys. I'm so good. <laughs> because otherwise, what else could it be? This you're must right, have been a big if deal. You're watching then. anything else? Like, yeah, you don't. You're not getting that same experience. Like this must have been so exhilarating at the time to be sitting there hearing people talk and like experiencing a picture in that way. Yeah. And while I can really appreciate those people's sentiments, is it the best taste? <laughs> but again, ask what a fifteen-year-old what they, they think. Don't even know. What ask a fifteen-year-old what they think of Jurassic Park? I need to find a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, fifteen-year-olds, yeah. if you're listening, please watch Jurassic Park. The original is so magical about it. That's what you think, because you yeah. were around then. You're attaching your your memories and your nostalgia to that feeling about that movie. I don't. I think if I show my daughter Jurassic Park in ten years when she's mm-hmm. fifteen, she's going to be like, mm-hmm. "This is garbage." No, but like we watched two thousand one A Space Odyssey, and while like I don't think it's that great, I can appreciate the advances that he had in that one movie. For that time period. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. I think it can be appreciated. I just, there's nothing in this, and maybe it was because I was being so cynical, but there was nothing in this that I was, like, very compelled by. I was like, this is just a story. But now that I'm saying it out loud, that this was the first all-talking musical feature, period. Yeah. That makes sense. I will say that as I was watching it, I was just kind of like, I can, this is just, it feels like a movie. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like something special. This could have been a Hallmark movie. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, Hallmark wasn't a thing. They didn't make movies, all of that. So I think the fact that it was a musical was probably the big driving force. And it also explains why in the second half, there's these two songs that kind of show up completely disconnected from the rest of the movie. Yeah. There's no purpose for them other than to be big production numbers. And as I was watching them unroll, and I'm like, why are we watching this? And I was thinking, I'm like, it's probably <laughs> where because, where did they come from? Because there's there's no connection to the screenplay, but they're probably there to, in, to for the audience. Yeah. There was one thing I did really like about oh, this. please. The length. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a tight 140, what yeah. every movie should be. And I didn't feel like it dragged on. Like no, I didn't feel it didn't. like, oh, let's get this over with already. Like it it had a good um pacing to it, which I appreciate because I did like look into our next couple ones. And they're and, long. Like, we have to dedicate quite a bit of time <laughs> to, <laughs> to these movies. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. But did you also know that this is the lowest rated best picture winner on IMDb? Really? Mm-hmm. Of all of this, them? Of all of them. Of this Crash? Is the I get that. And like the greatest man, like the greatest show on earth. And like, there's a bunch of them. Again, I am. I think people voting on IMDb were not alive in the 20s and 30s. I, so they probably are just like in the same boat as I am as they don't really quite, quite know. I will say but that I don't think IMDb like? ratings are especially accurate. Mm, don't tell 14 year old me that. You put placed a lot of value in them. Let me tell you about <laughs> IMDb ratings and the boards. I miss the message boards. I miss boards the message boards, yeah. So much. You would get so many fun conversations there. But, like, the ratings were, like, my try and true. Like, I, if I saw a rating and it was good, I was like, oh, that's a good movie. And I would just tell people it's a good movie. I wouldn't even have watched it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so this one is 5.6 out of that 10. That is really low. 
And it's over 7,000 <laughs> ratings. Yeah, that's really low. Yeah, it's low. But I guess I can see that because it is kind of a forgettable movie. Mm-hmm. Did you have any sequel prequel ideas? I mean, I guess I kind of want to see what happens with Hank in the future. Yeah, do you though? I mean, that's a sequel prequel idea. Do I want to see it? Probably not. Oh, this movie has two sequels. What? I forgot to. Yeah. You really looked into this. This movie has two sequels. Um, They have nothing to do with the original plot, though, I think. Oh. They're called like the Broadway Melody 1930 something and the 1930 something else. Um, I don't remember the exact years, but it has two sequels. But then when I looked into it really quickly, like they had nothing. It doesn't include Hank. It doesn't include Queenie. It doesn't include Eddie. Like it's nothing to do with the original plot. I think they just wanted that like same idea of like people who are on Broadway or trying to get on Broadway. And that's what the sequels of this movie are. So kind of like how Home Alone 3 and Onwards works. Yeah. (laughs) Which is just. Dumb, everyone knows one and two are the best. Yes, everyone does know that. (laughs) I don't think anyone is sitting around being like, you know what's better than one and two? Home alone four. I don't even know what four is. I don't either. I know there is is the one with Scarlett Johansson is like the sister. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What a time to be alive. There also wasn't enough original music in this. We hear the Broadway melody like six times. Mm -hmm. It's too much. And if you're showing a musical... Like, musicals were a thing then. You should have some, like, original music. You should have something really appealing to your audience that they're going to walk away from from seeing the theater being, like, singing that ditty. Like, I don't think people are going to be singing the Broadway melody. They might have been, though. I'm sad for them. Why? They're better songs. But meet the better songs that came out in, what, 2003? Yeah. It's called All That (laughs) Jazz. Five, six, seven, eight. I'm so excited for like two Meet years. From two now. years from now, it's like literally if I in make two it, years. If I make it, guys. <laughs> How does this bode for you in terms of going forward? I think our conversation actually helped me. I know you say to me all the time, like, "Don't be persuaded by what I'm yeah. saying," but sometimes I need that other other perspective. I think it helps to have other people's perspectives. Yeah. I am a little concerned because, like, next week, yeah, is all quiet on the Western Front, yeah. which is. A Western movie, I'm assuming. No, it's a war movie that's black and white, two and a half Mm -hmm. hours long. All things, you know. (laughs) All big things. All things I love. Just my favorite. It's like Oprah's favorite things for me. So we'll see. I have, I'm, I want to put it in positive positioning though. I don't want to be so cynical. So I'm going to go into it with an open mind and an open heart and hope for the best. Maybe you know, maybe it's it's actually something spectacular. And maybe I'll wind up liking war movies. Who knows? Hopefully. Hopefully. I want, I want, I, I know I said it in the beginning of this, like, I'm kind of nervous and I'm scared. Yeah. That this is just going to be a bunch of things I don't like. For, the, for at least 10 weeks. For, yeah. Because I know there, but I'm also saying to myself, I at least know there are things I do like that we're going to be watching down the line. I actually think when I look through this, there's a couple of films within the first 10 that I think are a bit more up your alley. I'm excited for Grand Hotel. I was going to say Grand Hotel and yeah. it, it happened one night. Yeah, I'll be I'll be good for that. I think there's a couple but... of films that you, you will be a little bit more invested in. Mm-hmm. But we kind of knew that going in and now we're actually experiencing it. And I will say... That this is the second week we're watching this movie was homework. Like it was real yeah. homework. 
Yeah. It was bad, guys. Did you have to rent it twice again? No. I But okay. I did. On Monday <laughs> night, I... I had family over for dinner yesterday and I had to like go mm-hmm. grocery shopping and come home and marinate chicken. And then I was like, it was like 1030 and I was just like, okay, so I have to watch some of the Broadway melody right now so that I could watch the rest of it during lunch the next day. And I had to like, I, it was like, and I really just wanted to watch an episode of The Staircase and go to sleep, but I couldn't. I was like, if I don't do this, then I won't be able to, you know, like it was a whole production. Yeah. And now I'm trying to think of when am I going to watch All Quiet on the Western Front and like, how can I fit it in? It's two and a half hours. How can I split it? Like all of that. Mm-hmm. So I think for right now, at least for the first 10, this is, it is. It's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. But it is a little bit more work. Than this, we'll ha- than this podcast has been in the past. Yeah. It definitely feels like homework. Mm-hmm. So before we go into ratings, and I will go rating first, I want to know, and I think I know the answer to this, did this deserve to win Best Picture? In my 2022 opinion, yeah. no, it did not. Okay. <laughs> Nadeem, how do you feel? If it was the first movie musical ever put to film, I yeah. understand why it won. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. So I'm going to go into my rating then. Okay. So is this the greatest movie ever made? No. And according <laughs> to the people, it's actually one of the lowest rated Best Picture winners. And I can kind of see why. Mm-hmm. This is a movie. And mm-hmm. that's kind of all it is. I feel like if this hadn't won Best Picture, this would have been extremely forgettable. And there's something about the time period that we aren't able to grasp why it won. It's the only explanation. There's something about the time period and when it released and probably the fact that it was the first movie musical that really led to its it, this this great honor because the movie itself is very, very forgettable. It's very uneventful. There's nothing really exciting about it. And I'm really trying to have that opinion without putting myself as a Chicago viewer. I'm <laughs> truly trying to just say, like, even if I'm watching this I get, but I guess I can't. I, I truly can't because I have seen movie musicals in the modern day. And if this was the first one on screen and I've never seen anything like this, then yeah, it is probably incredible. And it's probably exciting and it's probably thrilling to see those dance sequences. And like, it's probably like watching a Bollywood movie for the first time and seeing this like huge spectacle on screen and not knowing what to do with it. So it if that's what it was, that's, I, I kind of get it, I guess. Again... I I this I will forget about this within weeks. I'm I'm brutally honest here. Like I will be able to say, oh, I watched it once, but I can't remember anything about it. And as a result, I don't really have much else to say. It's it's a pretty forgettable film. It's pretty average. The acting is average. The music is average. I'm not going to go into technicals because that's not fair to do. But in terms of what should be consistent from decade to decade, acting, directing, and story, all very average. All very, very average. And I think the one thing I'm going to hold on to is that storytelling can be sophisticated, but it can also be simple. And this is just not great storytelling. And I think that's it. And I do feel, and I may be more hopeful, I think All Quiet on the Western Front is going to change the opinion that just because something is old, that the storytelling can't be great. So I'm going to hold on to that. Okay. And for this, I'm going to actually give this two and a half stars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think we know how I Yeah. <laughs> I just really, I have been in a in a mood, but I was excited to watch this because 
I also know that like putting on a musical will lift my spirits and will get me very excited and happy and in a better mood. And this didn't do that. And I know I know I'm comparing it to Chicago mm-hmm. because it it is set in the same time period. And I know what I think of the 1920s and 30s is really reflective of what I've seen in modern day cinema, which probably isn't factual and isn't an actual representation of what the time was like. But I still like holding on to those sentiments because they make me feel good. They make me feel warm inside. And then I was thinking about like, what are other musicals to come along this? And like, even something with a simple story, like The Sound of Music, which is is simple in itself, is so compelling and so rewarding of a film. Like, I don't know anybody who watches that and doesn't want to sing along with it and doesn't want to like be part of the Von Trapp family, right? This doesn't have those aspects to it. It doesn't have like a very fun story. These two sisters, like I don't even believe them as sisters in itself. I think the film industry was learning more about what acting is and what, you know, what makes a good film Mm -hmm. um, and what makes a good director outside of silent films. Because I think what would be really interesting is if I had watched this as a silent film. I think this as a silent film, I might like more than Wings. Interesting. Even though this is a musical. Even though this is a musical. But I mean, obviously, if it's a silent film, it's not going to be in the musical genre. But when you're telling me that this is a musical, I don't feel like it belongs there. I don't like it in in that group. Like, it doesn't. It's not exhilarating. It's not exciting. It's not It's not presented like a musical to me. It just kind of feels like a play with musical elements. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's obvious that I don't, I didn't yeah. like this. And I think it would, would have been much more interesting to actually see as a silent film. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be kind of cool to look at. So for me, I'm going to go with two out of five. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There we go. I don't have anything else to say about the Broadway melody. This might be the most bland movie we've watched so far. Probably. Like, honestly, if we if we do a Demitas again, yeah. who knows? <laughs> um, this might be, like, the one we forgot about. Yeah. <laughs> we should add that category, the movie we most forgot about. Most forgettable. Yes, most forgettable. But yes, that was Best Picture winner from 1930s, the Broadway melody. Mm-hmm. Mitha, what are we watching next week? Next week, we are watching All Quiet on the Western Front, mm-hmm. which is not a Western movie, I've just been told. Yep. Uh, it's a war movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, all things that I love to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mita's really excited about this one, too. Yes, so excited. No, I'm going in with a positive, positive attitude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. At the very least, it will be interesting. Yes. and But then <laughs> I'm excited for the week after. The Grand Hotel. And the week after that. Yeah. No, no, no. What's, after, what's next week? The week after All Quiet on the Western Front. Cimarron. Cimarron. <laughs> and yes. then then we have Grand Hotel, okay. which I'm excited for. I'm excited for. for Cimarron as well. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But that's all That's all coming up. Before we finish off our show, Mita, we're going to play our little game. Yes. Last week, you asked me to connect Basic Instinct to Iron mm-hmm. Man 3. Yes. So today, uh huh, I'm going to ask you to connect. Okay. Iron Man three. Yeah. To Jurassic Park. Oh. And your timer starts now. 
Okay. Um, Iron Man 3 stars a bunch of people who have been in Marvel. So, okay, I'll go with Robert Downey Jr., who's in The Avengers with Scarlett Johansson, who's in Marriage Story with Laura Dern, who's in Jurassic Park. There you go. Great one. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Yeah. The problem with the Marvels is that there's so many of them. I just thought of, an- of the another act- way. Yeah. Sorry, Robert Downey Jr. is in The Avengers with Liam Hensworth, who's in Thor Ragnarok with Jeff Goldblum, who's, who's in, in Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's there another one. There's many of them. Yeah. I should really have gone is. with the more obscure film. Yeah, but I I love Jurassic Park and I look forward to finding... A movie you will have to connect to Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Exactly. Yeah. But that's all for next week. Mitha, this was a, kind of a boring episode. <laughs> Oops. I'm just going to say it. I think the movie. It's not our fault. No, though. I think the movie it's, really dictates it's movie's it. Yeah, it's We're the, fun people. We are absolutely thrilling. We should just talk about true crime and like all the things that are coming up. Well, we'll talk about. <laughs> A new episode of The Staircase goes up tomorrow, so Mitha and I will talk about it. We'll have that. We'll have to that talk to about. talk about. And I actually, I actually am looking forward to All Quiet on the Western Front. It was the first movie on the list that I was just like, oh, I'm looking forward oh, to this yeah. one. Yeah, it's the first name that I recognized. Yeah. I'll give it that. So, so I'm looking forward to seeing what it's about. It has a 91 rating on IMDb, which is very high, uh, Metacritic rating. That's very high. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to see what it has to offer, even though it's a two and a half hour war movie from 1931. So we'll see. Yep, we will see. <laughs> Before we go, Mita, we didn't even mm. talk about lines. I had one. Okay. <laughs> and so I just put it in Fine. there. Do you want to give I her... didn't bother to bug you with it. <laughs> unless you had a quote that stood know. out to you. Exactly. So. Do you want to give our audience some parting words? Yes. Say, maybe we better get undressed. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much do how she says it. Do you remember her saying I do. I actually remember her saying that okay. because I was just like, what weird line. <laughs> Maybe we better get undressed. Come on. Not dressed. Undressed. undressed. And they literally undressed. They undressed, yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for All Quiet on the Western Front. Shh. Have a good week. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.